at the same time, Lord, your, your love would just continue to break into their life. So bless Craig and his team as they come next week and put the air con in to this um, wonderful meeting place of yours, God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so now hopefully everyone's up to speed. Come on up, Dad. He's going to share with us this morning. And um, as he comes, this week and next, we're taking two Sundays to just step back a few weeks. And a, a few weeks ago, there was a prophetic word that was shared here that Wendy Tatisi brought. You, do, you, do you remember that one about the dragonfly that was shared? If you, if you don't remember it, can I su- suggest you just pop back, not right now, but at another time, go back to the YouTube channel, PR Vineyard YouTube channel, and have a listen to that prophetic word that Wendy shared because there was in it an invitation from God. And we want to take some time this morning to have a bit of a, an unpack and a partnering listening with the Holy Spirit about what God might be inviting us to as a church. And then next week, the other Dave, not this Dave, that Dave, he'll be sharing about what that might look like for us as individual disciples of Jesus. So big picture, personal picture, okay? As we spend some time just revisiting what was it that God was wanting to say to us when Wendy shared that prophetic word a couple of weeks ago. So hang on to your boots. You're all looking at me like, what's happening now? Well, that's good. Hang on to your boots. Let's pray for Dave as he shares. Father, thanks for your spirit. Thanks for your love for him. We ask that your grace would be on him now to put the words that you've placed in his heart into his mouth, that they might be graced and anointed and they'd land on our ears and they'd penetrate our hearts as we choose to follow you here at the vineyard. And for your greater glory, we ask it, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Kirk. Well, good morning. It's a scary moment, folks. It's a scary moment because... Normally when one gets up to preach, the Lord has, well, for me at least, he's given me a word or two and I I go to the scriptures and see what needs to be said as a result of that. But this morning I, I stand before you as someone who I believe the Lord has called to speak a word from the Lord to you, to us as a fellowship. And and that's a responsibility I don't take lightly. This word that has been shared in umbrella form, we believe is a word from the Lord. I need to start by saying that. It's not just a dream or a vision that somebody's had. There's a witness in our spirit, and to those that are leading the fellowship, there's a witness in the spirit that says, this is a word from the Lord, and what does that mean for us now in this season? And so, as Kirk has shared, we had a brief chat this week, and it was determined that my role in bringing this this morning would be to look at the picture that involves us as a fellowship, and next week David will pick up on it, what it means for you personally. And for those people that aren't here today, 
that belong here, I encourage you, ask them to come next week because it's a continuance. What's being said today will be released in the spirit over the fellowship and what's going to be said next week will be released into those that are here. So it's a two-part important receiving from the Holy Spirit the words that Jesus has spoken through him to us. Okay? So as I began to reflect before the Lord, he said to me, go to Revelation. Now, Revelation's a book that when I was a young fellow, I used to steer away from because it was a bit scary. I didn't understand it. It was all this stuff that was, all sounded pretty horrible, actually. It was like people getting chopped up, and it wasn't actually that at all, but that was what I thought it was saying. But I love the book of Revelation because it, it shows a, uh, a coming event and yet a now event all at the same time. And our, our, our privilege in this church is that we call it the now and the not yet picture at the end of the scriptures. So, and you go to Revelation and there's a part in it that is really, really important and it's right up front and it's where John is on the island of Patmos and suddenly Jesus appears to him. And so if you have your Bibles, it's in actually Revelation chapter 1 and it's in verse uh, 11 where Jesus speaks and he says to John, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. And John it's recorded here, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. So this voice was behind him. He heard those words and he turned around. And the words tell us, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace and his voice was like the, rushing, the, the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. And so then Jesus goes on and speaks to John and says, here are the messages for these churches. And at the end of each message, he says these words, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. So Jesus delivers a word to the churches directly, and then he finishes it up, and each, each message is different. I'm not going to read them all this morning because there's a fair bit to read. But each church, there's a different message for them. But they're all wrapped up at the end with this one same statement. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
you know, one of the things that we sometimes don't give enough thought to is that Jesus is not, or God is not a, a set and forget God. God doesn't say, go plant a church and good luck. He wants to stay involved in that with us. But it can happen over time as, as time happens that the, the surrounding noise is such that we become more conditioned to hearing the words of the world than the words of the Lord. And it's so easy for that to happen. There's a migration. It's like the frog in the, in the boiling water. You know, you put a frog in, in, a, in a beaker of water and it stays there. It's happy because the water's cold. You, you put heat into that beaker of water and the frog doesn't jump out because it gradually just boils it to death because it, it's a gradual change. It's the same gradual change that the enemy of Jesus has used to continue to assault the world with. And if you need proof of that, have a look at the world right now. Have a look at what's happened to our children. Our children were once our responsibility. Now the world wants to take over and tell us what to do with our children or in fact tell us we can't have anything to do with our children. They'll look after them for us. That's just one microcosm of this change that's happening in the world. It's the change that the enemy wants to bring into the church and wants to say, this is the way you do it, to not upset anybody and everything will be okay because at the end it's all okay and everybody gets to be with God anyway. Wrong! That's not what happens. What the Holy Spirit has on his heart. On the other thing you need to note, I think this is important. It's Jesus speaking to John, Jesus speaking to the churches, and Jesus said, hear what the Spirit is saying. So Jesus is pointing out that he speaks to us through the Spirit, through his Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. And so it's Jesus, when we hear the Holy Spirit for the church, it's Jesus' words coming to us. It's Jesus' words coming to us out of his heart and the Father's heart because they're one. And so when we're hearing the voice of the Spirit, be it in a dream, be it in a vision, be it in a picture that the Lord shows us in the night or in the day, open visions happen, that is Jesus working through the Holy Spirit with a word for us. And we need to get that. We need to not discard it. We need not to think it's something unimportant because it's very, very important. See, we have in our heart a desire to want to honour God but the world wants to take away our true north. Jesus is our true north. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, an expression meaning our true north is where our anchor point is. Our true north is what we head for. Our true north is what we hold to. Not another north. We don't wander around looking for true north. Jesus is our true north as those who belong to the church of Jesus Christ. And so we are meant to keep Jesus as our focus. Churches have a unique call, as evidenced by all these different churches. Jesus plants churches for a purpose that he's had in his heart for the church. And what can happen then is the churches all get together and go, oh, let's all do the same thing, let's all honour Jesus. Great thing to do. However, his honouring is meant to be divested across different expressions to make sure that we capture all of the people on the earth, not just some. And, and while I'm talking churches today, David will speak individuals next week. Because the picture that we have is that this message that's gone out, Jesus loves his church and he wants it to be alert to what the Spirit is saying, to be in harmony with his heart and the Father's heart, to be able to reach out into a world that he came to die for. Church. 
this morning when he was praying, speaking before communion. Jesus came because the Father and he loved the world so much. He came to save the world, we read in John 3. Not to condemn it, not to judge it. He came to save it. And, this, and, and, and how does he execute that in the world today? Through his church. And so do you think he's going to say, well, I've come and I've given it all, and now I'm handballing it to you guys and go and do it however you like? No, he doesn't say that. And sometimes we get caught up in the fact that, well, we know the word, we know what it's saying to us, we'll, we'll work that out, and that's good. But the times we live in are different from the times that my grandparents lived in. My grandchildren are going to grow up in a world that's so different from the one that I grew up in. And we have to stay alert to what the Holy Spirit is saying for us for now. The Holy Spirit will never tell us something that is inconsistent with the Word of God. But he will express it and say, I want you to express that this way. I don't want you to miss something that I've got for you. Because we can quite easily. Jesus knows the battle is on with the darkness. The darkness wants to take ground and where possible cause the church to be compromised in its mission of bringing kingdom into the world. God is alive and active by his spirit and through his body on the earth, us. As a church, we have a mission statement. It's on the wall. It's on our notices. Loving God wholeheartedly and loving people unconditionally. That's who we are. We believe that's what God told us to do when we started and we still hold that as what our mission is. Now, how do we express that? Wow, how do we express that? How do you express that? There's so many ways we can express that. But that's our mission. And what the Holy Spirit wants to do is continually call us on into that, but give us ways that will reach people in the time. I remember years ago, we used to send a bus out on a Sunday night and bring people in from hostels for Sunday night church worship. And we kept doing this and the Lord kept turning up. And then one day the Lord said, that's enough now, David, I want you to get local. Because these people were coming from, you know, not just local, they were from a distance, a lot of them from down Sandgate Way. And so I said, okay, Lord, well, we'll get around to that. Like, I hear you. I did hear him. I did hear him, I remember. But I said, well, let's, we've got the bus booked for the next few weeks. Let's keep it running. The very next week, instead of about 30 people on the bus, there was one. Duh. You know, the Lord said, let's do it now. And I'm going, okay, I'll get around to it in a month. No, it was let's do it now. There's a season for the now and there's a season for the later. So the Lord wants us to hear him for the now. And the word that we heard, the how of what we do, the how of what we do has changed over the 25 plus years of this church. But it's still God's heart for us to do, to love him wholeheartedly and to love unconditionally those around about us. And he can't, he's chosen not to do that without us. Our practices have changed over the years as we've sought to follow the Lord's leading by his presence and his power revealed. We've sought to have our ear inclined to his words as we do church for Jesus. As we do church for Jesus. Did you note that? We do church for Jesus. We don't do church for us. Underline that in your mind. When we do church for Jesus, we do get blessed beyond measure because in doing it his way, the joy and the wonder overflows into our lives as well. But if we look to do it for Jesus, that's when we're 
on target. Jesus and the Father have one heart to see right order and the kingdom life in the place of chaos, death and destruction. Kingdom life in the place of chaos, death and destruction. Jesus and the Father brought creation out of chaos. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And when God said, the power of the Holy Spirit was released and creation was delivered. Read it in Genesis 1. And in Colossians, we also read where Jesus, nothing happened, nothing was created without him, but it was all through him and by him. So we have a picture of the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit blowing my notes away. So I'll, I'll go without them. Just turned over. Oh, well, the Lord meant that page is done. Thank you, Lord. How cool is that? Next page. Oh, God is very good to me. Yes, he is. So right now, we have a chance. No, I've got it. It's okay. Thanks, Anna. No, no, they're not mine. They're okay. Thank you for your help, though. That's good. Anna's one of our prayer partners on a Saturday morning. She gets excited on a Saturday praying with us. So we now see and we sense a change of season is upon us. This word that was brought to us through a sharing a few weeks ago that Kirk, Kirk mentioned was built by the Lord over some months and it had so much in it that it can't be unpacked in a day. But what I do want to point to are some of the things that it would call us to. God is inviting us into a new season of partnering with him as he shows us a new way. Now, one of the things that the Lord spoke to Wendy about and was really quite strong about was that as she saw this picture of what she thought was a chrysalis, she, she assumed butterfly, which is what you do. But in fact, it wasn't. It was a, a nymph, which is a, a, in inverted commas, a chrysalis of a dragonfly. And the Lord said, dragonfly. And so in unpacking that, it was like the Lord was saying, I want you to think about this in a way that's different from a butterfly. Because when a butterfly comes out of a chrysalis, all that, was, all that was there before disappears. The butterfly is a totally, completely new thing. Nothing of the old becomes part of the new. But with a dragonfly, that state of morphing from one to the other, some of the old stays with what's become new. So the dragonfly is an old and a new. It's not old and it's not new, it's old and new. And so there's something really, really important in that, I believe. And that is to say to us that while the Lord is calling us on to some new things, he's not jettisoning the old. He's saying, bring with you what is good and right and add to it what I'm going to show you for the new season that we're entering into. Okay? Does that sort of make sense to you? It's really, really important. And last week when we commissioned the new worship pastors, it was important to pray that we, we bring out of the old season what was good and let's add to it with what's new. We're not saying that's done and this is now and it's the same in all of the ministry of Jesus that he's called us to because it's all an expression of what we're birthed for but he's saying this is now the next step this is now the new season and so we've got to be willing to get a bit uncomfortable and be drawn out of our comfort zone into hey it's a new day and the Lord's got some new things for us to do and say 
through the changes, the enemy wants to use that as a time when he thinks he's got us vulnerable. Because when you start moving outside of your comfort zone, you're stepping into unknowns. And so the enemy goes, okay, my opportunity. David, come over here. This is what I want to show you in this new season. Oh, okay. And you go, hang on a minute. That doesn't make sense. So we need to be careful to hear the word of the Lord, to hear the Holy Spirit in these change times. And so he doesn't just, in this instance, he hasn't just spoken a word to us. He's given pictures and he's given us an understanding of his change. Jesus uses parables all the time in his teaching. And a parable is saying, look at that, it means that. Well, look at a dragonfly, it means that. For us, the Lord has said, have a look at this dragonfly. Have a look at what a dragonfly to do, can do. I never knew what a dragonfly could do until I started Googling it. Man, it's an incredible creation. And, and I won't steal what David might go to next week, but I will say this. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the dragonfly. He can execute it, not, not kill it, but he can take it into the next phase. Uh, the story as it relates to the individual is next week. I'm talking about the church. Um, but the dragonfly has a capacity. It's got big eyes. And its eyes allow it essentially to see 360, except for one little bit at the back. And it can see with incredible clarity. And it has such power and, and capacity, and it can hover, go up, down, sideways, backwards. It can do amazing things with its four wings. It's got four wings, not two. And what it can do is it can see something and get it. it, it if there's a swarm of insects, for example, and this, this relates to individuals too, but it relates to the church as well. So it's a... It's a and now end for next week, mate. But here we have the dragonfly can see in all of the plethora of churches in the world and says, that one there needs to know this and can target and achieve a grappling with the church. And I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, I see you and I'm coming to you in a particular way in this season because I'm calling you into some new and exciting and adventurous things. I love adventure. But, you know, sometimes the adventures of the Lord are way beyond what we think they're going to be and they take us in different directions. But if it's an adventure of the Lord, today's going to be an opportunity for us to sign up to that, I believe. God's inviting us into this new season of partnering with Him and His Word for us for now. This sharing of the, the word of the, 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 the coming alive of this dragonfly is a picture from the Lord to help us to understand something of the stepping into the unknown but trusting the Holy Spirit who is going to hover over us while we do it. So it's, it's for us to be alert to the hovering. And you know, the hovering of the chaos of the churches of Jesus Christ right now because there's plenty of chaos in the churches you've only got to read stories from around the world and you go my goodness is that a church of Jesus now that's me being very judgmental on what I'm seeing but I'm saying I don't think it is but so there's chaos in the church the church big church where you see some churches saying this is acceptable and other churches saying it's not and and we're called to be wise in those times and in those things the only way that we can be truly wise is to say lord what are you saying what are you saying to us what is your word to us as a church 
it's, it's a perspective that we need to be open to and stay open to. So this birthing of the dragonfly is, is a transformative time and I believe the Lord's saying it's a transformative time for your church, for this church. We're in a transformative time. And as a dragonfly comes out from the long-term nymph stage, and it's interesting, a butterfly is what, six days, seven days or something, a nymph, a dragonfly is like 12 months. And it lives in this stage before it comes out of itself, bringing some of its old with it into the new flying dragonfly. It takes up to 12 months. And so there's a, a long-term formative stage. And, and that's okay. But it seems like we've been in a formative stage and the Lord's saying, now pop out as the dragonfly, guys. We're coming into full explosive fly about zoom out get the stuff done my way says the lord we're coming into that phase and you know what the other good thing about it is you don't need crash helmets and seat belts you know we're we're, we're fully protected with the lord as we flying and zooming around the world with the lord okay around his world not our world so this transformative stage is one we're invited into into the amazing capacity that the lord has said we can have like a dragonfly uh, you know am i making sense here i'm not saying we're a dragonfly i'm not saying the holy spirit's a dragonfly i'm saying the lord is using the picture of a dragonfly how it is and what it does as a way of calling us into action like that does that sit with you good because that's important the amazing focus of the dragonfly is something that i cry out for in my heart that i don't lose my focus to be jesus all the time all the time and I think part of the, the call is to don't lose that, David, but with that, come and do this. With that, be about that. The characteristics of the dragonfly, I think, are going to be released into us as a church in this coming season. The word sh shared about the, the dragonfly hovering over us as a fellowship. And there was another part of what Wendy shared, which I think was really important. It was when... One day in worship, the picture was we were all worshipping, but it was all fairly, uh, you know, matter of fact. The next picture was the Holy Spirit hovering, and the worship was alive and vibrant and joyful and celebratory and yes and, yes and amen worship. The difference was the hovering of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to hover here. We invite him, he wants to come. We must it is important that we always ask the Holy Spirit to come when we're together because he's a gentleman. He doesn't push in. He waits. But when we say come, he says, I'm in. So the Holy Spirit wants to be hovering so that he can release his blessing and gifts. And the other part of that picture was there were gold nuggets dropping upon us in worship as the, as the Holy Spirit hovered over us. Now those gold nuggets could be whatever they are. They're blessings from the Lord. They're not necessarily bits of gold to put in your pocket. They're gold as in the value of what the Holy Spirit is going to bring to us. The other part of that picture, which was in the picture, was that as we left, after we'd spent time together, and this is what I really, really want you to get. It's important that we spend time together. And those of us that aren't here today, they're missing out. And I, my heart aches for that because God wants us all together to hear and come together to have the Holy Spirit hover over us as a collective body of Jesus' people. And then as we go out, the Holy Spirit will go out with us 
and that's where the individual stuff kicks in. But for now, for today, the point is, are we willing, are we ready to have the Holy Spirit hover on us in a way that will let us be transformed and go with him? So he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says and is saying to us as a church. What a time to be part of PRV. Hey? The Lord's come and said, I want to do this here with you guys. It's not like he's going to do it down the road, he's got something else down there. But this is what his word is to us. My friends, we believe that is his invitation to us. And with an invitation there comes a need to respond today i believe the lord is asking us for a response as a church are you hearing the invitation to more deliberately cooperate with the holy spirit in this season are we collectively willing to play our part as part of the corporate holy spirit leading showing us where he's hovering and what he's showing us as his desired outcomes. I believe that the Lord is going to show us also, apart from hovering, he's going to show us where he is hovering. We will see him hovering in places and over ministries and over people. But we will see ministries where we see the Holy Spirit hovering and we'll go, we need to be in that and we need to support that. And I think we saw that this morning with the, the prison thing. That's something that I believe the Lord has shown us that he's hovering over and he wants us to step into where he's hovering there's no glory to us in that but there's glory to god and we're following the hovering holy spirit there's more of that to come there's there's people getting haircuts that's a place of hovering of the holy spirit the honestly guys if you're wondering where the holy spirit's hovering he's always hovering with the poor and the needy and those that want justice he never any he's always there he's in other places too but he's always there that's why mercy is such a a core part of who we are as a fellowship it's what we're called into. We can't do this and have the desired outcome of what's on Jesus' heart for us as a fellowship unless we do it in company with the hovering Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's in us, but there's another dimension. There's the hovering of the Holy Spirit. He hovers. He, he, he's there looking, looking out with his eyes like the dragonfly, and he's saying, hey, have a look through my eyes. Look at what I'm seeing. So if you're not sure what you're doing, say, Lord, show me what you're seeing. Show me what you're seeing, Lord, so that I could go, yes, I want to be in that with you, Lord. Show me what you're seeing. We can't do it without him, but corporately we can. I want to finish with this. In the beginning, way back, <laughs> seems like a long time ago when it was, when the church was first planted, this... Um, passage in revelation was one that i'd read and hadn't taken a lot of notice of until some people and there were a number of people in a short space of time and when you start a church when you plant a church you get a lot of prophets come and and these are people who come and introduce themselves and say my name's prophet david and i'm here to tell you this is what the lord's saying to you and you have to be very gracious and say thank you very much i appreciate that word and i'll I'll process that before the Lord. And, and people see it often as a, as a platform where they can join in and, and get some recognition. Bless them, Lord. Many of them are 
totally on the money and some, well, you know, it's like all of us, we get it wrong sometimes. But I had a number of people come to me and say, David, the Lord is saying to you, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. And I'm going, oh, yeah, thanks very much. See you next week. And then another person would come and say, Philadelphia. Over a period of about six months, I suddenly thought, Lord, are you saying something to me? Yeah, I'm a bit slow sometimes. So I went and I looked. The church at Philadelphia is one of the churches that Jesus spoke to through John. Let me read it to you as we close out this morning. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. You know, it's, I like having that name. It comes up in the Bible a lot. I'm thanking, I always thank my mother for my name. It makes me feel good. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. That's the line I don't want you to forget. I've placed before you, church, an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. True. Yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Thank you, Lord, that you recognize that's what we do and we aim for. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jesus, who claim to be Jesus, though they are not, they are liars, I'll make them come and fall down at your feet. Well, let's worry, let the Lord worry about that. But they will acknowledge that I have loved you, since you have kept my command to endure patiently. Church, air conditioning is coming. <laughs> I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will... write also write on him my new name he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches philadelphia is the only church in the seven that were written to that that there wasn't some form of um, critical analysis if you like where the others had dropped the ball or done different things and that's the part that i want you to get this morning this church the lord has said philadelphia to us and one of the things he says there's an open door that no one can close. I believe the Lord is saying, today, church, I want you to step through into the new, through the open door. We're not leaving behind what we've done or how we've come this far, but there's a new way on through this door that no one can close and we can't close it after we've gone through it either. You know, We might need to do a few back up and check agains, but there is an open door. An open door for ministry, an open door for what the Lord wants to do, an open door for what the hovering Holy Spirit is going to say to every one of us, but particularly to us as a fellowship. So the dragonfly picture for the church is that the Holy Spirit is going to hover like the dragonfly, give us big eyes to see what the Holy Spirit is seeing so that we can go, wow, I want to be in that with you, Lord. We don't have to run scared. 
because the Holy Spirit is with us and we can go forward in the shape and the way that the Lord is saying is right for this season in the earth right now. What that looks like, I haven't got a clue. But the Holy Spirit knows and he's saying, let's step into it, folks. As a church, let's step into it. So my invitation to you this morning is for those that want to step into this as part of the church, I want to give you the opportunity to say yes to that this morning. Now, this is not meant to be, you've got to do it or you're outcast. This is an invitation to say, this church is ready to go forward like a dragonfly would go forward. We believe it's a word from the Lord. We're implementing it according to what we believe the word of the Lord says. And the invitation is, do you want to play? So if you want to play this morning, I want to pray. We play and we pray. We do the two things. And I want to pray that as those that would stand, that we would go through the door of this new beginning that the Lord has got for us as a fellowship. Amen? Those that want to play, want it through the door, please stand so we can pray together. Oh! Yes, thank you, Lord. Kirk, it's your church. You better come up here, mate, because I... And Nick, you, you both come up, please. <laughs> it's the Lord's church. He knows that. But, but I'm about to pray things that these guys are going to have to execute because, you know, I'm getting old and I mightn't be around to see the end of the trial. <laughs> Who knows? However, thank you for standing and indicating that you are willing to be part of a church stepping through the door that no one has been able to close. The enemy hasn't been able to close it. He's tried many times, but we're stepping into the fresh new expression of what Jesus wants to do into the earth as the Holy Spirit would hover over us and lead us on. Amen? Father, thank you. Thank you that you have called us as a fellowship. Thank you that you've given us leaders who want to follow your word, Lord. Thank you for Kirk and Nicole as they would execute leadership, Lord, according to your fashion and your way. And Lord, that you would continue to bring words of revelation to us as a fellowship. And Lord, as a fellowship, you will speak to us collectively and you will go, cause us to see pictures and words and we'll share them and we'll go, yes and amen, or not sure about that one, but let's bring them anyway, Lord, so that we can see what you're seeing. Don't let us miss what you're seeing, Lord. We want to be your eyes, Lord. Have your eyes. Oh, and so, Lord, we ask that this morning, as you see us standing before you, that you would honour, Lord, your word to us and you would say, yes, I am going to hover, I'm going to continue to hover over this fellowship and I'm going to continue to use it to bring life into the darkness. We are going to be a people, I believe, who are going to be used by the Lord to touch lives and bring lives out of the darkness into the light in this day and in the days ahead. Oh! And so, Lord, thank you that you've given us today a fresh new beginning as the, as the dragonfly eyes begin to see as the wings begin to hover and we see lord the things that you're seeing and we see the where and the how and the when lord surprise us but lord we also acknowledge we can't do this without you and we don't want to so come holy spirit come upon our eyes upon our ears upon our hearts into our spirit that we would not miss the things that you've promised 
to yourself that is what we're going to bring to you. We bless your heart for us in Jesus' name. Oh! The man it is. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Anna. Um, John saw a doorway in that picture, and doorways are um, at the at the bottom of a doorway. It's it's a building term is called. It's called a threshold, and a threshold is a a defining marker that says this is what this space is for. And when you cross that threshold, it's a, it's a defining point that says, now you're stepping into a different space that has a different purpose and an, a different functionality. And it might have the same, a lot of same similarities as the previous room, i.e. colour of paint or whatever, but that you'll see in the new space. But the point is, it's a defining moment. And so I want to encourage us all in this moment... Uh, even as you've stood up, I'd like us to, as a prophetic act, because there's something that takes place both in the spirit and in the natural as, as we partner with God, but as a, as a prophetic sign to saying to the Holy Spirit, I, I want to go through this moment with you, God. Uh, I'm going to invite you to take a step, a physical step. And, and as you're doing that, you're saying, Lord, I want to step through this threshold and into all that you have for me in, and us in this new season. So um, just invite you to do that even now, just in wherever you are in the room. Holy Spirit, we, just cho- we choose to partner with you and, and cross through this threshold moment and into. We welcome now, we welcome now what you have for us in this moment. We welcome we welcome you now, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Run down the front. I'm not sorry, but as soon as we stood up, I was like, Holy Spirit. And he's like, run down the front. I'm like, I don't have the guts for that. But run down the front, because even last week, what some of what David was talking about, I was writing about. So I encourage you guys that don't call dead what God calls alive, um, that, you know, don't move past too quickly when God is trying to do things. And it's good that you are hovering here. God is doing stuff here. He is hovering here. So come, don't just take a small step. If you're all in, come all the way down. One of the things I'd like us, thank you, Tavia. What you saw just there is actually a work of the Spirit, and it's, it's, an, um, it's a work of prophetic... Prophetic encouragement. And one of the things that um, the dragonfly has is obviously big eyes. And eyes are the, the visionary capacity of, to be able to see. And this God is all-seeing, and he's trying to let us in on what he sees. And one of the gifts, the, one of the biggest outworkings of the grace of the Holy Spirit to be able to see what the Father is showing is the gift of prophecy. And this is why Paul says it in 1 Corinthians. He says it, above everything else, pursue this gifting, this grace of the Holy Spirit called prophecy. 
And he's not saying if you feel like it or when you, you know, you're red hot and ready to go. He's saying an, an outworking of a follower of Jesus filled with the Spirit is to go after this capacity to see what the Father is showing. So this morning we would like to pray for a release of prophetic work of the Spirit. So if you would like to pursue that, you have the, it's on you. The Holy Spirit's hovering. It's on you. If you want to pursue that, come on up the front here because we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to release that, release that grace to your life. If you're going to, he says, pursue it. Ardently go after with the whole of your life this grace of the Holy Spirit. If you're tired of not being able to see what God's doing or hear his voice, this is, I'm pursuing this now. I want it. I want this, Lord. All right, Holy Spirit, we welcome you, and I'm, for everyone that's up the front right now that's pursuing this, pursuing this grace, this outworking of your manifestation, come Holy Spirit, release an, release an anointing work of prophetic activity of yours, Holy Spirit. Nick, would you just start going and laying hands on you too, um, mate, do you want to just start... Laying your hands up. Maybe bless their eyes. Touch their eyes. Just touch their eyes and say, Holy Spirit, I bless them to see what the Father sees. Some of you all that are down in the seats, if you feel free to come on in and join in at any time here. We're just going to pray now and just engage with the Lord. If, and, and if you have to go, please feel free to go. But if, if you've got time to stay, feel free to stay. We're just going to minister to each other in the power of the Holy Spirit now. Thank you, Lord. We ask for a fresh release now of your grace to be able to see prophecy in the name of Jesus. That wonderful gift, it does flow from our mouth but it's first seen with the eyes of our heart. It does, it's a gift that does flow through our mouth, but it's first seen with the eyes of our heart. So I bless the eyes of your heart, even as I bless your, we bless your physical eyes now. In the name of Jesus, come Holy Spirit, we ask for more. More, just more here, Lord. More, we anoint you to see what the Father sees. Just that fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit this beautiful gift of prophecy, to pursue it, to go after it, to hear the Father, to see what the Father's doing. Jesus' own personal daily life. I only do what I see my Father doing. I only do what I see my Father doing. More, Lord, let your power fall here. Power, more power. More power here, Lord. More power. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's it. More, Lord. More for Craig. More for Craig. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's it, Lord. More, Lord. This fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Release this gifting of prophecy, Lord. Thank you, Father. This wonderful gift that builds up the body of Jesus, that builds up the body of Jesus, that edifies, encourages, comforts, and empowers the, the people of Jesus. Let this gifting rise again, Lord. Rise again, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bless you, Jen. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. More, Lord. Bless Alyssa's eyes to see. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I just bless you to be able to catch everything that God's speaking to you in this moment. All of that revelatory stuff that's happening right now. All that revelation stuff that's happening right now. I bless your hearts to catch it. Just to catch it. And see the big invitation. The big invitation that Jesus has for you this week. To see what Father's up to. And join him in it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sutararama. We bless that. We bless that. We bless this hand. We bless the power of the Holy Spirit that's on this hand. Right here, right now. More, Lord. More. More power flowing through this hand again. More, Lord. More, Lord. <laughs>